our house. This is MLS Recap Week 21. I'm here with Lewis. Yes, it's, it's week, week 21. 21. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, David, take it away. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, oh, that's not Bobby. This is me. Um, all right, Lewis, we should get started, yes? All right, week yes. 21 had some surprises for us. It got very MLS-y. Uh, let's run down the games here. Minnesota versus New England. Uh, early start for the Loons. Christian Ramirez takes advantage of a, bo- a botch-headed clearance from Anibaba. At the midfield line, Ramirez anticipates the bad clearance and makes a run toward the ball. With a lucky bounce, Ramirez pops the ball over the keeper and into the back of the net in the fifth minute. In the 46th minute, Ramirez in the box takes a shot. It's blocked by a nearby defender. Quintero picks up the ball, heads toward the end line, and takes a low and hard shot, tucks it into the far post. New England get a penalty in the 52nd minute and pulls one back. But Minnesota hold on. Uh, thanks to a couple of big saves from Bobby Shuttleworth. Uh, so, so this game, nobody had, at least on balls and beers, nobody had Minnesota winning day that had an event, New England or a draw. And Minnesota comes out um, and uh, beats a, a New England side that seems to be losing a little bit of its luster. We talked about how, uh, they were this, one of the surprises of the season. Well, lo and behold, they've actually reverted uh, to last year's form. Um, they uh, could not beat Seattle at home. Uh, lost that infamous game against the Galaxy in the final two minutes. Um, and uh, had uh, had two two games this week and lost both of them. We'll, we'll talk about the, the other game soon. But uh, four games without a, uh, four games without a victory. Um, and before that, they beat uh, DC United at home, and the three games before that, no victory. Uh, as of right now, New England is uh, still in the playoffs. I think they would take that um, if you had told them that they were making the playoffs at the tar- at the start of the season. I think they would take that. They're currently sitting at number six. Uh, personally, I think the highest they can go is number four, and they are still. Um, just five points away from that. So not quite ready to panic if you're New England, but I think you got to be worried. Yeah, I think they, I think that they're they're about where they should be, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah. More or less, more or less. G- g- give or take that Toronto should probably be somewhere in the top three, or at least we thought Toronto would be right. somewhere in the top three. Um, I think New England is um, should be more than happy uh, to be where they are. Obviously, they were uh, um, as high as fourth and fifth. And, um, but um, like I said, they slipped. They're 7-7-7, they're seven, seven and seven, so they're right and, in the middle and, of the road. And, right now, there, and so. now rumors that uh, the Crafts might be building them a stadium in South Boston, yeah. which is uh, fantastic news because yeah. they desperately need a, their own building. Uh, yes, they speaking do. of old buildings, next up, uh, Atlanta versus D.C., Battle of the Uniteds. Uh, seventh minute, DC catch Atlanta on the break through Zoltan Stieber up the left side. He takes a touch. He looks up and he picks a spot. He makes it 1-0 to DC United. Well, you poke the bear and you're going to get swatted. Atlanta start overwhelming the DC goal. They finally break through in the 30th minute as Vialba sends across it in. Uh, Osid comes out to punch the ball away. And Martinez throws his body at the ball. Gets ahead to it, puts it in the back of the net, 
what a goal from Martinez. I mean, that guy, that's it just sheer willpower there. Uh, DC nearly get a second from, uh, from a goal line scramble. Rooney gets a poke to the ball. Guzan gets a hand to it. The ball falls to Acosta uh, in, inside the six. Guzan gets his arm out to save it from point-blank range. Uh, it was incredible from Guzan there. 54th minute, Andrew Carlton sends a cross into the box. It's deflected into the far post and uh, by Joseph Martinez. Uh, he puts the ball away to make it 2-1. to one. Uh, 72nd minute, Atlanta on the break. Almiron running at the defense. He's got Martinez ahead of him. He slides the ball through. Birnbaum tries to clear, but Martinez makes sure he gets himself in the way and the ball bounces the way that he wants it to. He's in on goal. He takes a quick touch around Osted and completes the hat trick, and he sets the MLS record for most hat tricks in league history at six. To sell, he's and he's only, only played, played a season, played and, a season and a half. And a half. Uh, Joseph Martinez calls the photographer over to hold him up so he can stand on the sideboards. Uh, that led to uh, a, a very comical uh, goal celebration there, but uh, Atlanta get the win three to one. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, Galaxy fans uh, love to say that Robbie Keane is uh, the, the best DP this this league has ever seen. Uh, and then talks of Jovinko probably could um, upend that. And they had a pretty strong case. I think Joseph Martinez has put himself absolutely. in that conversation. In 18 months. And, and, and 18 months. And, and absolutely three, three or four brilliant. months he was injured. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely brilliant. The guy cannot stop scoring. The guy is—he's uh, a baller, man. He's a that's baller. how you scout, by the way. Yeah, absolutely uh, crazy. And he and he and he comes from a country that does not play a sport, by the way. Venezuela is more known for like baseball and not soccer. They've never made it to a World Cup. Unbelievable. Um, so I mean, good for him. Atlanta United is at the top of the Eastern Conference. They are. Um, still at the top of the support shield race. Um, and DC United, um, as much success as they had last season, uh, not the same story this season uh, going down. I think that's the second time they've already gone down to Atlanta uh, this season. They remain at the bottom of the standings. Um, they are at 14 points, uh, five behind Toronto. DC still has four games on them, but... Toronto has, they won a game. They did. Uh, but first, before we get to that, we're going to talk about Seattle versus Vancouver. Uh, fourth minute, Seattle corner. Handball is called on uh, Henry, who had his arm up in the air for some reason. Lodero converts to make it 1-0. Uh, 32nd minute, Nico Lodero from distance takes a shot. The ball deflects off of Watson's head, and the already diving Marinovic uh, tries to stretch himself out and actually gets a fingertip to the ball, but it's not enough. Uh, to keep the ball from going into the back of the net. 49th minute, we go to VAR as uh, as Chad Marshall potentially handled the ball, but the ref determined that the contact was incidental, no penalty. Uh, Rui Diaz makes his Seattle debut, and uh, Vancouver's Efren Juarez bumps a referee after a tackle. He uh, He's called for yellow and, uh, and, and disagrees with the referee, bumps him. And he gets sent off. So uh, that's uh, Seattle win 2-0. Um, so Seattle decides to wake up. Um, have not lost in four games. Uh, they I mean, MLS'd us 
last week by uh, getting results in Atlanta, playing a man down. Uh, I'm not really sure how that happened, but it happened. Uh, and then come to come back home, beat uh, a Vancouver side who I said have been has been wishy-washy, but I think I'm pushing them now to it's just a bad team. What was once uh, a, a team that was uh, uh, in the playoffs, uh, a team that was a contender last season, has suddenly slipped into ninth place in the Western Conference. And uh, Seattle, uh, still below them. They're still six points behind them, but they have two games on hand, so they can catch them. Seattle sitting in 10th. They've got a long way to go. Uh, they're 10 points behind uh, a playoff spot. Um but this is MLS, and we have seen Seattle uh, make an uncanny runs from July through October. So do they have enough to make it three in a row? Or will this be the first time that Seattle misses the playoffs mm. in their history? Next up. Mm. Too many injuries there. And they also have Rui um, Diaz, uh, who should be debuting, 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 uh, no, he, this week. he debuted, so he we'll, debuted we'll last see. week against Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, did he really? He played. Oh, good for him, man. See, see? there we go. Already starting to turn things around. Uh, <laughs> Chicago versus <laughs> Toronto. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, I was oh my God. something else. Toronto won a game. 47-minute ball oh, up shit. for Giovinco. He brings uh, the ball down with the with his heel, sends Kapahoff the wrong way, cuts inside, and, burn, and uh, uh, slots the ball into the bottom corner uh, to make it 1-0 to Toronto. 62nd minute, Chicago free kick. Katai Service finds Edwards, who redirects it into uh, to Nikolic, who uh, gets the finish, equalize. 65th minute, Marky Delgado, through ball to Osorio. Sanchez comes out to challenge. Osorio gets a lucky bounce as he passes the ball into the empty net and gives Toronto FC the win. <laughs> um, again, I don't want to say we got MLS, but nobody... Uh, had anything on Toronto and balls and beers. We either had Chicago or a draw here. Uh, Toronto wins for the first time uh, since uh, June 8th, which was against uh, on the road uh, against Philadelphia. Um, they're still at the bottom of the stands. Like I said, they're in 10th place, five points above DC United. I had said last week that their uh, season may be over and they come out with the victory. They played Chicago yet again, this time in Toronto. They can make it two in a row. Maybe it's the start of something, but they have a lot of ground to make up, especially in the extremely competitive Eastern Conference. They definitely have their work cut out uh, ahead of them. And Chicago, um, not doing that much better. They're sitting in eighth place in the uh, Eastern Conference, and I don't see them making the playoffs. I think we had, I think we all had Chicago out of the playoffs yeah. this year, so. Uh, they're exactly where they're supposed to be, unfortunately. All right, next up, New York Red Bulls versus New England. Luis Robles, man, dude came up big in this game. Uh, New England with the with, yeah, when does he come England up big? with a bunch of early chances, uh, but the Red Bulls survive and uh, and gets one past Turner. In uh, it, it gets one past Turner. Uh, Chikowski serves the ball into Royer. He finishes that one at the back post. 85th minute, BWP scores goal number 99 off a header from Kaku. Uh, in the 86th minute, Murillo's shot goes off a row, and we will go to VAR to check for handball. The ref does not give a penalty, and BWP is relieved 
since he did not want to score his 100th goal from the spot. Um, yeah, th- that would be really... Um, uh, didn't Landon Donovan do something like that? Uh, yeah, I remember somebody didn't he, did, didn't he have a record a... and it was, like, uh, it was off the penalty kick and, and I, I felt like that was yeah, uh, cheap. I wanna... But, you know, ultimately, he mm-hmm. still got to score I... that goal. So. Yeah, I guess. Um, the Red Bulls uh, continue their... Uh, I don't want to say winning streak. I mean, it's only two. Uh, they did lose the Derby, uh, but... Um, they're still one of the better teams in MLS. They're sitting in uh, in third place. They continue to win games. They have three games on Atlanta, and there are only six points behind them. Uh, a game on New York, and they're only two points up. A game on NYCFC, and they are only two points behind them. So New York, theoretically, should they win those games, they would leapfrog uh, at the top of the Supporters' Shield and the Eastern Conference. Um, I, I got to say, though, I mean, obviously, Jesse Marsh had this team running at um, – like a machine, probably um, could have easily got to MLS Cup. I'm not sure Chris Armis does that. I know he's still winning games, but um, he obviously has a good team. Jesse Marsh left them with a really good team, but it kind of seems that New York is struggling a little bit to win these games. It wasn't as dominant as um, as they were under Jesse Marsh, and I- I'm not sure if that's going to uh, eventually catch up to them, but as of right now... They're still sitting in third place. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be interesting to see in the next month or two where New York lands because uh, the sample size to judge Chris Armis is just too small right now. And um, I think if they don't finish in one of the top three spots uh, come playoff time, mm, you might want to think of a replacement, to be perfectly honest. I know that's not giving that's Chris Armis no, too much leeway there. I don't know because I mean you had a guy who is. I, I mean, mean the guy. Well, hold on, the guy's only if, lost if you were, one it, game. It, no, 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 I understand there's no that. There's I, nothing I, pointing toward Chris Armas tanking this team. I'm not saying. I, I'm not saying that Siggy, he's on the hot Siggy seat. Schmidt I'm still not has saying a job. that he's a poor coach. Siggy Smith still has a job. So does so Ben Olsen. Ben Olsen still has a um, job. Um. I'm just saying that obviously that there's uh, you went a level down, maybe. Um, and the way this New York team was going, um, I, I think that's kind of an, an injustice. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not saying he should be fired. I'm not saying that he should be on the hot seat. And like I said, I, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens in, in the next couple of months. I, I think that from what Chris Armas has showed uh, with this team, it seems that he's not having. Um, I don't want to say an uh, as easy of a time as Marsh. I mean, I, I, I'm sure he makes it look easy, but um, um, I just think they they they, they dropped the level with, with Chris with with not necessarily with Chris Armors, it's just um, losing Jesse sure. Marsh. Uh, all right, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Next up, Columbus versus Orlando. Uh, Orlando looking to continue their positive week, uh, very much on the front foot. Uh, Yotu knocks one off the post in the second minute, 16th minute. Allen crosses to. Uh, Crosses it in. Columbus gets caught ball watching. Uh, Sasha Kleshin makes it 1 0 uh, to Orlando. Zardes gets on the board in the 52nd minute after a cross from Hansen uh, from the end line. 59th minute, Orlando answer back as Kleshin gets played in and sends the ball across the six for Pino to tap in at the back post. 86th minute. This is the moment they got a lot of people talking, Lewis, 
Patrick Mullins and uh, RJ Allen jump up for the ball. Uh, Mullins essentially just falls falls over and, and yells. There's no real contact there, but the Ralph apparently fell for it. He didn't go to VAR. Uh, this looks really bad for Silvio Petrescu, who was the center referee in this game, uh, and, and refereeing in general for MLS. Uh, but a penalty is given, and Zardes converts it in the t- uh, to make it 2 2. 92nd minute will trap Golasso from 30. 30- from 35 yards golazo. out, traps on the rocket and wins this one for Columbus. You know, it, it's really unfortunate because Orlando probably deserved to win that game. Um, it, it was just an absolutely horrible call. And the fact that they didn't go to VAR to, to check it in, a, in, a, in obviously a game-changing situation. Uh, a, a, it's yet another black eye for the league, another black eye for the refs. Um, this should have never been called. It should have went to VAR. It should have been overturned. And Orlando should have won this game. They would have had a little uh, modest two-game winning streak. Uh, we talked about their streaks. They, 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 they lose four, they win six, and then they lose nine. Uh, they should have been winning two going into the uh, NYCFC uh, matchup. But um, they were robbed. I think that really threw them off their game, and you know, uh, Columbus was able to capitalize an absolute golazo by by Will Trap. Um, Columbus bailed out. I mean, they should have lost the game, but it is what it is. Columbus uh, remains in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, and uh, Orlando uh, in ninth place. They um, they probably uh, I think they leapfrog into seventh place should they had uh, uh, won that game. Um, incredible that a team that had lost nine games in a row could be in seventh place, um, only three points behind a playoff spot. That's probably just as ridiculous as the Galaxy, should they have gotten the four points and a victory on Thursday, be in fourth place in the mm. Supporter Shield. So, I mean, it's just uh, this is MLS for you. This is why we absolutely love it. And Jazzy's artist continues to uh, to score goals, or at least. Um, in this game because uh, I think Columbus was shut out for the last five games. So um, Columbus definitely bailed out here. I think Columbus are in trouble, to be perfectly honest. I know they're sitting in fourth, um, and they're probably going to make the playoffs because um, if you look at you know the rest of the, the, the conference, you have Philly, Chicago, Orlando, Toronto, and D.C. Those are the teams that are out of the playoffs. It almost seems that that's kind of like the way well, it's going to stay. Well, well. But but I think Columbus drops in the standings. They they probably drop all the way to. I, I think six. that depends on yeah. on whether or not they pick up Justin Miram again and and how well he integrates back into the team. I think that um, with Zardes getting back on the score sheet and and maybe building some confidence, and then Miram coming in and uh, that that just means more service for Jesse Zardes. I think they they could they could surge yeah, back could up, be. Uh, again. Uh, and if Will Trap, uh, you know, score some more uh, golazos like that, that that only his second uh, ever MLS goal. Uh, he's been in the league for quite a while. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy. right? Uh, all right, next up, Houston versus Dallas. Uh, inside the first minute, Dallas get on the board. Mosquera sends the ball into the far post, and Hedges gets up uh, to put Dallas up one zero. Uh, I don't know if I was what I was more surprised on uh, the fact that Dallas got a goal. In the in like within forty five seconds, or the fact that they had a corner kick before even before that, uh, that was crazy. Uh, Houston 
Answer back uh, in the eighth minute. Kyoto looking for options, looks up, finds Monotas, makes a run across, making the run across the box. He gets up and heads the ball in, beating the defender and the keeper to the ball, and it's level 1 1. Uh, Machado trips up Barrios in the 60th minute and, uh, and gives Dallas a penalty. Lamar's penalty is saved by Willis. The rebound bounces back off Lamar, and Willis pounces uh, to keep it out of the net. Houston thought they had their go-ahead goal in the 63rd minute, but VAR says that Manotas was offside in this in that one. Uh, Houston, Dallas, 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Um, not really much to, to say about this game. Uh, I think you and I predicted the uh, Houston yeah. uh, the draw. Um, so um, there's that. Uh, Dallas remains in first place in the Western Conference. Houston still out of a playoff spot in eighth place. Uh, another disappointment uh, this season in MLS. Houston, I-, I thought, after what they did last season, can build on. Um, but they became uh, a very wishy-washy team. I think they're probably one of the more wishy-washy teams now. Um, they remain in eight, so they're in eighth place. Uh, they're still within striking distance. I mean, they're only three points off a playoff spot, and they have two games on um, RSL, who holds that uh, number six spot there. So Houston definitely still in the playoff hunt, but the the wishy washiness of this team, um, it's. Uh, it's obviously a team that has shot themselves in the foot more than once this season. And, uh, you know, I'm not really sure what their their schedule looks like, but um, I, I, I don't know what to say about Houston. They're, they're so unpredictable here that um, I, I couldn't even tell you if they got right. a favorable schedule. I mean, they couldn't be Colorado. So, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of weird. Um, so uh, unfortunate season for them so yeah. far. Well, so speaking of Colorado, no. uh, RSL versus Colorado, incredible start for RSL. Gio Plata sends in a bending ball for Krylock, uh, with the half diving header. He beats Howard to make it one zero for RSL. 17th minute Plata, uh, makes it two zero as Savarino, uh, at the end line, pulls one back into the area. Plata buries the ball. Uh, and then there's a weather delay, uh, due to a light- lightning striking within eight miles of the stadium. Uh, this game pauses, play resumes, and RSL loses all the momentum uh, due to the stoppage. Colorado come back, earn a penalty in the 29th minute. Uh, Jack McBean converts uh, to make it 2-1. to one. 89th minute, Castillo doing his best messy impression. Weaves his way through the RSL defense, gets a shot off. It's too hot for Ramondo to handle. He spills it, and Cerna cleans it up, and it, they equalize. This one ends 2-2 two, two to RSL. RSL. What are you doing? You couldn't hold on to this game. I had you guys locked for this game. Was this my double down? My double no, down your double down was right. Oh, I had this one locked. I could have. I had I hit my double down. Had I hit my lock, I think I may have been on pace to break the MLS uh, uh, the balls and beers record. I would have had a. I, I would have uh... also had to uh, win my LAFC Minnesota game. 12 20 actually had you done that if i'm recalling correctly because i mean if i'm adding the 10 points back and then giving you the 10 points and then same thing with the five i would have to be adding 30 points you would be at 32 32 points yes you would actually mm. have broken the balls and be a record i was coming for you points. sir elliot um oh and uh and, and charlie, charlie ball that's right remember they're tied for yeah so um here's the thing i mean we, we both had rsl locked 
And we both had uh, Portland double down, by the way. So um, I actually would have been two points behind you anyway. I would have had 30. But, um, yeah, that weather delay, I think, really, really, really uh, killed RSL. It gave a chance uh, for Colorado to come back and adjust what, um, to what they needed to do. And they battled back. Give credit to Colorado um, going up uh, to Rio Tinto and getting a result, a, a, a you know, two-goal deficit coming back. Um, not an easy thing to do, but RSL, what, what in the world are you doing? You, you have to be Colorado, um, especially now in July. You cannot drop points, especially, especially at home. Um, no movement. RSL remains in sixth place. Uh, they're... They're at 30 points, uh, one point behind uh, Portland, but Portland has three games on them. Um, everything is still within striking distance. Even even if they would have won the game, they would have leapfrogged back into fourth place. But, um, I mean, everyone's within striking distance. Uh, every point is important. And RSL, uh, well, I don't want to say they shot themselves in the foot, but Mother Nature certainly uh, <laughs> struck them with lightning there because uh, I, I think this would have been a route. I think if there was no weather delay, I seriously believe it could have been four, five, zero. To be perfectly honest, uh, it uh, very, very fortunate for Colorado. All right, up next, Portland versus Montreal. Another, the other one. Ugh, this one hurts. This one hurts so bad. Yeah, uh, a lot. Montreal looking confident. Silva in the twenty-third minute gets around the Portland defense, sends a pass in. It's Hider. He makes it one-zero. Montreal. Armenteros, however, will pull back and equalize after Bush. Has an absolute howler. He comes out to punch the ball. It falls to Paderes. Uh, his shot is mishit and it loops up in toward the air toward Bush for an easy catch. Bush somehow lets the ball slip through his fingers. Armenteros is there to put it away. Montreal uh, equalized almost immediately in the 40th minute. Long ball to Ankosu. No one chasing him. He pulls down uh, the ball down off his chest. And, uh, and pushes one past Antonella uh, for 2-1 for Montreal. In the 64th minute, Blanco takes a shot uh, from Bush's left side. He pushes the ball up into the air. Valeri simply holds his ground and boxes Bush out. He heads it in. What the hell is Bush doing? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, Montreal come out twice take the lead twice unable to to hold it but regardless get a point in portland not the easiest thing to do and montreal all of a sudden look like playoff uh contenders they're currently sitting in fifth place um and you know we talked about their schedule how it was favorable they they beat orlando twice they beat colorado they beat san jose um, they did get that victory against Kansas City, which was the only quote-unquote respectable one. But now you go into Portland and almost get a victory. And instead of get the draw, they still got a point. Um, Montreal may be turning things around. Like I said, sitting in fifth place in the uh, in the Eastern Conference and a team that, that, that they were the last team uh, to not have a draw all season. What a <laughs> fucking game to get your first draw. Uh, all of us doubled down uh, on the game. We all lost 10 points there. Thanks a lot. Um, Portland also sitting in fifth place in the Western Conference, um, which is weird, weird for me to say that um, that 
for a team that has not lost since April, and you're sitting in fifth place in the Western Conference. A lot of draws, um, right? And a lot of draws. Yeah. They have seven, seven draws. So, you know, again, dropping points as well there. Um, I mean, the Galaxy are actually ahead of them <laughs> um, uh, by a goal differential. But Portland do have uh, two games on the Galaxy. So uh, a single point in one of those games uh they would uh, leapfrog the galaxy, but um, yeah, this is MLS, guys. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. Um, hopefully, uh, they have uh, another home game next week. Uh, hopefully, Portland can uh, right the ship and uh, get back to their winning ways at home. Montreal. Yeah, well, you know, Montreal. Remember, remember you. those Montreal teams a few years ago where they were like built for tournaments, where they they weren't so good in the league, but then once they hit a tournament, they just like they couldn't lose. Um, or they, they found ways to win games. So, you know, maybe maybe it's shades of that. Uh, this is a new coach, so who knows? Um, Remy Gard might have something up his sleeve here. Maybe he knows MLS better than uh, we thought he did. Well, maybe, he, or yeah, maybe he's figured it out. out. Uh, all right, uh, last game. Guys, we saved the best one for last. Minnesota versus LAFC. Uh, LAFC, fresh off their U.S. Open Cup, quote-unquote, win in which they fielded a ineligible player um, and really should be forfeiting that game. However, Portland withdrew their protest in the, uh, in, in the game, and uh, LAFC is allowed to get that win and continue on and not be disqualified from the U.S. Open Cup. What a shame there. U.S. Soccer, what are you doing? Kick these guys out of the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, all right. Said my piece. Um, Bob Bradley. Rotating his squad a little bit, likely in prep for the game versus the Galaxy this week. Uh, and they get absolutely spanked by Minnesota. By Minnesota! 25th minute, Quintero up the right side. He pulls the ball back, sends LAFC's defense sliding. He lays the ball off to Schuler. Schuler buries it, and the Loons are up 1-0 in the 27th minute. Fail Haber answers right back as Blessing fights around the 18, trying to get a shot off. The ball gets to Failhopper. He ties it all up 1-1. 45th minute, Ramirez pounces on a, a ball to LAFC defense. Can't seem to clear. He shields it. He turns uh, He turns and shoots past Miller. He makes it 2-1, Minnesota. 46th minute, Quintero draws a defender and then makes a quick turn as, he, as the ball is played in on him. He gets around the uh, defender, sends the ball to the far post. It's 3-1 Minnesota. 56 minute, Quintero to Ramirez. He leaves the ball for an oncoming Ibarra to make it 4-1 Minnesota. 58 minute, Ibarra up the left side. He sends the ball across to Ramirez uh, to tap it home for 5-1 LAFC. Suffer their second most embarrassing loss of the season. Now, you guys can't tell, but throughout that whole summary, David and I had the <laughs> biggest smiles on our faces. Um, uh, Minnesota became uh, the Galaxy's second favorite, uh, Galaxy fans' second favorite team overnight, absolutely spanking LAFC right before the uh, Trafico takes place. Um, could be left demoralized, uh, could be left motivated. Who knows? Either way, 
a 5-1 thrashing is a 5-1 thrashing, and no one is ever going to erase that. Uh, two five-goal games in half a season. It happens. Don't get me wrong. Everyone's going to take their, their their lumps. I mean, we took our six ones to Dallas, but, well, we didn't do it in the first 18 games of our existence. Um, going right back into Chivas USA form, so that's always nice and sweet. Minnesota, however, three games in a row that they've won. Four out of the last five they've won, and suddenly they have become playoff contenders. They're sitting in seventh in the Western Conference, two points behind RSL, who's sitting in number six. However, the unfortunate part about this is that Minnesota's schedule, they are in for an extremely rough two months. Six out of the next seven games are on the road. That is a brutal stretch. They go into Vancouver this Saturday before going back home uh, to, uh, to host Seattle. And then you go to Los Angeles. Well, they play the Galaxy. Then they got to go to Dallas. Then Kansas City. Then D.C. And then RSL. That's a tough schedule. And... Uh, they better hope that magic stays at least somewhat in there because um, that's a stretch where they could lose every single one of those games. And you can say bye-bye playoffs. Um, by the time they come back home, it is the end of September. And you have about five games left, five, six games left. Um, playoffs may be well out of reach. That's an extremely tough, tough stretch. I don't know who the hell made that schedule. Um but uh, I'm kind of pulling for Minnesota to get into the playoffs. LAFC remain in second place. Um, should we have gotten the four points, we would have been tied with them in second place. Should the Galaxy have uh, should win? Should they win on Thursday, we would be in sole possession of second place. Um, LAFC, uh, they're not reeling. But I think they've been kind of lackluster in, in uh, some of their games. You wouldn't be able to tell with some of the results. Uh, last, uh, last time they lost was uh, June 2nd against Dallas. So it has been a while. But um, you got some U.S. Open Cup wins in there. You got that last second uh, uh, two goal in injury time against San Jose where they should have lost. Uh, very um, lackluster performance against Columbus. Uh, drawed against uh, Houston and couldn't beat Portland at home. So they host the Galaxy. It's going to be uh, a good game, an emotional game. Um, we can send them down a little further down in the standings should that be the case, uh, should we win that game. So that's always going to be fun. Um, but we'll always have that 4-3, the 5-1, and the 5-0. So. There you go. got to love this league. <laughs> All right, that does it for MLS Recap, guys. Be sure to turn in, tune in next week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, also, we didn't give a shout-out in our regular show to uh, Elliot and Henry at MLS UK Show. Thank you, guys, so much for all the, uh, the shout-outs uh, in your show this week. Um, and, uh, you know, Henry, your check is in the mail, sir. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye.